Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Wow. Uh, welcome to Buzzworthy After Dark, ladies and gentlemen. We had our semi-pilot last week in a Skype conversation between a bunch of different people. Uh, Jen's on her way here shortly. She is still at work. I think she's got a half hour left before she's able to join us here in this chat room. Uh, Kate is on her way. She's got a she got a wonderful story to tell us tonight, I believe. She's, uh, where did she go today? I think like a sex expo show or something. Uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be quite interesting to find out exactly what, what goes on at a sex expo. I don't even know if we have sex expos here in the U.S. like they do in Canada. I know we have the International Women's Show. We have that. But we don't have, I don't think we have like an actual sex expo show. So it's going to be kind of interesting to find out what actually goes on there. Uh, so... Everybody is starting to come into the room. And let, let me give you a rundown of what Buzzworthy After Dark is. If this, if this segment proves to be a hit amongst the listeners, we will be doing this on a weekly basis. I know that, you know, Friday night, you know, you got a lot of anxiety that you want to get out of your system. You want to have a glass of wine. You want to have a bottle of beer. You want to have something. You want to kick your feet up and do something and say whatever the hell it is on your mind. You want to Say what is bothering you. You got some sexual tensions and sexual urges that you want to get out of your system. I'm all for that. We're all here for that on this show. 646-595-4228 is the number to dial in. We got some topics to discuss for you guys tonight. It's going to be quite it's going to be quite interesting. It's going to be quite raunchy. I'm looking forward to it to starting it off. And I don't know where Jason is out on this switchboard, but he needs to hurry his ass up and get in here so we can get in on the conversation. Five one three, you're on the line. What what what's on your mind tonight? What's going on with you? Oh my lord, you weren't supposed to put me on the line. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> That's there's a lot of things that people don't expect on this show, and you know what? Bringing you on the line, Smitty, is one of them. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the deal? What are we to to discuss? And just this is pretty, this is pretty much open country. Any and everything. Everything is not off limits. Every everything is pretty much on limits. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know where to start. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to say. Oh, God. Well, let's let's start it off with something easy, and then we're going to get our way into a, a lot of open discussion. Again, I got, some, I got some topics here in my email that Jen had sent me previously before that we will definitely get into tonight, and I definitely want a lot of people's opinions on. But let, let's start it off with something easy, something simple that a lot of people can get into uh, at this point that's in the room. You know, you were on Twitter today. You kind of went off the hizu today about the certain article that came out last week. And i got to tell you something. I, I, I was this close to going ahead and say my piece on Twitter, but I, I kind of fueled it down a little bit. 
Yeah. You know, I, you know, the whole thing just didn't, now that I think about everything that transpired, the whole thing just didn't seem truthful. It seemed fishy from when you first saw it. Yes, because I, you know, I went back after I read the blind item last Friday. I thought, then when once people started saying that it was Daniel Goddard, I thought, okay. And then I think there was some tweets that says that he had put some other blind items before or something, or he had, or in the blind item it said that he had said a couple weeks before. So then I went back and looked mm-hmm. at like his old articles, and I saw what the blind item said, and it said that the hunk was not fired at all. It's that he was this close to being fired, but his job had been saved. And then, so I then I went to another website and read their spoilers, and they had in parentheses that one half of a super couple would quote unquote die. So then I started thinking, like, something's not right here. Somebody's not telling us the full story, or something just isn't adding up. Because I just, it just seemed real fishy. And so I was not surprised today when he wrote in his new article that Daniel Goddard wasn't being fired and that he had been saved. It was just tacky. I'm sorry. I know people like Nelson Branco. I'm I don't know him, so I don't have any ill will towards him. But I just think that's really tacky to put that out there like that because the whole thing, now that I think about it, just does not sound right. It sounds like he intentionally set this up to get people going crazy. I really do think that you know it's funny because I'm looking at I'm looking at a now myself looking back on it and it's been exactly a week since this whole thing transpired. You know, we all we pretty much the majority of Twitter went into a tizzy throughout the entire the entire time reading about it, thinking about it, going like, Oh shit, he got fired. What are we gonna do? Do we need to band together? We need to do something and all this stuff and, and, and you know, Nelson was pretty much coming out of the woodwork saying that, you know, he was a friend, he wanted me to say this, all this stuff. Did really if you think about it, did Daniel want you to come out and say Oh yeah, by the way, my job's on the line. I cried and begged for my job, this and other stuff. Um you know, well, that's, it's just that's it's what just, made me like have the first like when he said like he was crying for his job. Now I don't know what happened. I don't have sources or what whatever that nonsense is, so but I thought, now if this is your friend and he you mean to tell me he's gonna tell you to write tell write in your article that I was crying and begged for my job, huh? Like, and that just, it was just fishy. And then, like, you know, I had an exchange with um, with Jamie from Daytime Confidential, yeah. and, like, a couple days ago. And, like, I think we were kind of talking about that. And just from what Jamie said, it just didn't – it didn't seem like that Nelson was telling us the whole truth. And I think – Kane is not gonna die, is gonna die, but it's gonna be another one of Maria's. They fake died, you know. I just apparently Kane is very popular, and I know he has a lot of fans, and Lane have a lot of fans. So 
I think that's one reason why Maria has not gotten rid of him, because I did note that she has gotten rid of every character that LML had made. But I think that's the only reason why she has not got rid of him, because he is very popular. But if he, I just, I just think the whole situation was handled wrong. I just, I don't agree with. It would be interesting to hear what he had to say about the whole thing. It really, it really boggled, it really boggled my mind because you, you know, you're sitting back here, you're trying to piece together everything about what had been put in the article, what has been said by everybody else, and then what was not said by the actor himself. So it was kind of, it, it, you, you're sitting on pins and needles wondering, okay, is he fired? Is he not fired? Do I have to go out and buy some beer to drink myself to death because I have absolutely no idea what the hell is going on? I mean, it seriously was like we were sitting here waiting on Twitter every day looking to see if Self Digest was going to come on Twitter and go like, okay, post, is he fired? Is he staying? Is he fired? Is he staying? Am I going to have to go to the bathroom and take a whiz? Tell me something. And I, I'm just like sitting here going like, why am I getting a headache over this? I mean, seriously, it's just like, you know what? I, I well, just... you know, he, he has, I noticed he's done, he's put some false things in his such report before. And I remember, like, he had people going crazy one time when he he said that um, Brighton, this is like probably maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years, he said that Brighton had been put on recurring status. And in his sub report, that his sources told him that, you know, he's been put on blah, 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 you know, recurring status. And I think this was like around the time that Brighton, like, had just start, got on Twitter and, like, you know, so... You know, we asked him, and he was like, no, I'm on contracts. I, you know, I have not been told I'm going to be going on recurring. And, you know, he never went to recurring, and I thought, like, and he never, like, mentioned it again. You know, like, he never admitted that he made a mistake, which I think is bad journalism, if you're a journalist, because you're supposed to note your, when you report something false, you know, and that just, that is one of the first time I ever really took like took a second and looked, you know, steps back and was like, maybe I shouldn't take everything that I read and hear at face value. Hmm. I don't know. But it just seems like right now we don't have really a lot of things to worry about. It looks as though he is not going anywhere. You know, the show is still a huge success, even though many people had said that we did all this for nothing. I still think that we didn't do it for nothing. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was for nothing. I mean, I I wouldn't say it was for nothing either. I I pretty much said that just because we did do this and we probably didn't have to, we wanted to, and it probably got a lot of people like listening and and basically we put out there that we like the guy, we don't want him to go anywhere, we like the character, we want him shown more, and. We'd like him to stay, and I think that if the higher-ups got a chance to listen to that, they absolutely know how we feel. So they probably would take that into consideration heavily, especially since, like you said, you you found out that night that he was a very popular actor by the fans and a popular character by the fans. So it was, like, shocking to you. But it, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was very it shocking. <laughs> But it definitely, it was definitely. I don't think it was all for nothing. I definitely think it was for something. So, I, I was, I was happy to do it. And uh, you know, if, I, if anybody asks me to do a show for anybody that they want, you know, in the meantime, to 
um, put their support out there, I'll do it. You know, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm all for it, especially if it's someone I like. Now, I won't do one for I, someone I don't like. Let, let, let's, let's put that out there. You know, if I don't support somebody, I I will not do it simply because I don't like that person. It can't be that way. It's the same way. You know, I was I was getting hate tweets when this show was. I was getting hate tweets when the show was on during the show and after the show had aired, and even before we had aired the show, I was getting hate tweets and people started coming doing a show about him. Wow. I did. I got got plenty of it going. Like, why did you do a show about him? Why didn't you do one about Chance? Because he's a legacy character. He he deserves to have a show about himself. Chance and John Driscoll. Like, why didn't you do one for Don Diamond? And I was like, well, I would have, but I already knew he was going to B and B. So there was no point in me trying to do a show to get him back to Y and R when I knew he already had another job. So, well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I'm. I still, I'm, you know, I'm not Daniel Goddard's biggest fan. I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and say like I think. Oh hell no! Thing. We are not Quite doing great. a sports Jay show because if you were going to have to do the Daisy show, Jason, you know full well that homie will not make it through the first two seconds of the program. <laughs> I am telling you flat out right now, you better not be ridiculous in here talking about some Daisy. The only thing I would be supporting Daisy is if she doesn't show her white pale ass on my screen anymore and she stays far away from Genoa City as much as I drink Kool-Aid. That is pretty much where that lies. I will never, ever do a support show for Daisy. Ever. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Just thought I'd let you know. Just saying. I guess you just told us how you really feel. Oh, you know, that's what this show is about. And, oh, no, Jason, if you support Daisy in this chat room, your ass is going to get banned. I'm telling you right now, you are going to get banned in this chat room. I'm telling you, run and tell that. So, (laughs) (laughs) run and tell that. Run and tell that. (laughs) A good one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jason is just stirring the pot. You gotta love him, though. I, I you know, <laughs> I have to admit, though, it wouldn't be interesting if he was in the chat room saying whatever it is he says. So, I, I, I enjoy it. So I can't, I can't complain. But uh, yeah, you know, like you said, you're not the biggest, you're not the biggest Daniel Goddard fan. No, but I definitely, my, I mean, my eyes were opened because you know I was, I listened to part of the show that you guys did, and I thought, well, dang, these people really do like this character. Like, I never knew. I just, I really just never knew because most people that I communicate with on Twitter, like, they're just like, oh, lame or boring, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just never knew he had that much support, which was very surprising. I'm sure he enjoyed listening to it and seeing that his fans, you know, are out there and support him. And, you know, I think it's good that we need to do these shows, shows like that more often before people are fired or or quote, or not fired or whatever so that they can see that they're appreciated and that they're enjoyed, you know. I I completely agree. I think that's that was really one of the suggestions I got uh from a lot of fans on Twitter and I said, "You know what? I think we should incorporate that into the new year with new shows, more of these kinds of shows because 
you know, these are kind of the things that the fans want to do, and they want to show their appreciation for these guys. They want to make sure that they know how they want to make they want to make sure that the actor or actress knows how the fans feel about them, how they appreciate them, and everything like that. They don't want them to go anywhere. They like what they're doing. So I I, I definitely do not disagree with that. I definitely think that we should do a lot more of these shows, and I I intend to. So I, I'm pretty I'm pretty much all for it. I know that uh, if anything ever came up again about your melody, well I should oh, say our melody. Lord, we would have to. Oh, I'd be knocking on your Twitter door saying get a show immediately, immediately. I would I be think, going crazy. I have to wake you up from a, a faint because I think you would be passed the hell out. I mean seriously. <laughs> yes, it's. Oh. I can't take another crazy contract negotiation with her. Like, uh, it just, it would just hurt my heart. I know I wouldn't watch Y&R if she ever left, so, so they better not let it happen. So if she goes, I'm going. So I just want them to know. <laughs> we did. We did there's no have, question. Uh, there's no question. There. I, I I feel you on that one. I I feel you on that one. But I, you know, we did have. It was funny because someone said in the chat, "We need a Jesus moment show for the winners." Uh, it was funny. I was talking to Will Smith fans. He said you, he's now going to take his attention off of Daniel Goddard now because we were kind of like not having to think about this. Now we were going to put our attention to Christoph St. John because you know he's on Twitter. He was on Facebook the other day. And he's now posting that it is quite possible, you never know, if he will be leaving the show or if he's going to be staying with the show. You know, he posted on his Facebook the article that Daytime Confidential wrote back in July about the Sarah Bibel uh, interview that he did with her. And it's quite possible that he was going to be leaving the show to pursue a comedy pilot. And now he's coming out saying that, you know, it, it, he he will let us know within the next few months or at least by spring whether or not he's going to stay or is he going to go. I'm like, really, are you going to now, like, get – you? I mean, I honestly do not – I feel him on this one because I completely understand why he may or may not want to stay on the show because look at what they're giving the winners. Absolutely nothing. What right. Are the, what, what, what are the winners doing except basically acting like nothing but filler – for Kane and Lily right now. They're not even in their own story. Neil's not in his own story. Neil's not even infatuated with a woman. I'm, I am I mean, I, I, I tweeted to Michael Muni today, and I was like, you know, the girl that plays Leslie, I really hope they keep her around for a longer stay because I really think that well, Neil, Neil and her I'll can hit you. it off. But, you know, it, it's the idea that I don't think they're even going to give him that chance to even do anything outside of that. Well, she's not, she's not going anywhere. She's staying. I... Yesterday, like, I was tweeting Y&R, and I was just tweeting, like, random questions. And Tom Castello, who, you know, is a writer for Y&R, he, like, I, I, I tweeted, like, so is Leslie going to leave now that Vance is back? And he replied to me, no, to that tweet specifically. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she's leaving. But, like, I don't know if you – I was on oh, – where was I at? I was on some message board. I guess Maria in one of the magazines, they asked her, I think it was Soaps and Death, they asked her about the Winters family and their lack of storyline, and she gave this totally bullcrap answer about she needed, she wanted, the, she wanted like Sophia to have time to grow as a character and for fans to get to know her before like just throwing her on on everyone, and she finally feels like Malcolm has come into his own, so we're about to when? see the, um, 
Malcolm, Sophia, and Neil Triangle heat up. It's like bullcrap, lady. Like, you are just... They haven't even come into their own. They haven't even done anything to come into anything. The only thing they came into was a door. I mean, really, how did they come into their own? They're still actually doing nothing, and it's just absolutely boring. It's boring me to tears. I mean, Well, how... they haven't... They don't even... Sh- the problem is they don't show them, and they have not put them in a storyline to make us want to care about these characters. Why would any of us, long-time viewers, want... Or anyone who started viewing in the last year... Why would you care about the character of Sophia? Why? You, I don't. I want, there. I, I want <laughs> to like her, but I just can't get into her because, again, they're absolutely doing positively nothing with this character at all. It's just absolutely, it's 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 just a hot-ass mess. <laughs> what they need to, you know, I know people probably don't like me saying this, but I think Kristoff should leave. I just I don't think he should stay, and I think a lot more people, a lot more of the vets should leave that show because it's clear this regime now has their favorites, and I don't like that they've pushed some of the old favorites to the side. And he should just leave. He's too talented of an actor to stay and put up with that mess. And I think he could book other work. And I know he has like a family to take care of, but I think. He needs to go. I would support being support him leaving, and I'm. I feel like he could do so much more because he's not. He's fairly young, and he's he he just. I've seen him guest star on a million different sitcoms, so it's like he could go out there and do so much more. And you know, I, that's why I'm glad. Like you know, even though she's fighting to get back on the show now, like I'm glad. Like Victoria Rao has been successful outside of Y&R because it's, you know, it's showing them that, you know, she just doesn't need Y&R to be successful as well as Shamar Moore. Like, he's very successful outside of Y&R. And even um, Tanya Lee Williams, she went off and did her thing. And, and, you know, she does other stuff. Like, these people are good actors. And if you, why wouldn't you want them on your cast and why wouldn't you use them? It just, it makes absolutely no sense. And given the fact that he's a two-time Emmy winner and, like, well-deserved Emmys, there's no reason why this man should be seen twice a month. It's ridiculous. A sin and a shame. He's a 20-plus year vet. It's ridiculous. He's actually celebrating his 20 years on the show this month. So... You should do an appreciation show. Was it in January or February that he celebrates? I think it's this month. I I think it's this month. I think it's this month. So... You know, I actually, I, we actually were talking about wanting to do a show about him. So, it, I think, I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely, it needs to be done at least by the time before I go on my vacation, or at least as soon as I get back from my vacation, we got to do a show for him. So, I think we definitely need to, uh, we need to set something up for Christoph St. John, folks. I'm all for it. You know, he was a great person to have on the show. You know, I still I still feel humongously awful about what happened to him because of when he was on the show. You know, I, I and you know everybody's telling me that I it's not my fault. Blah blah blah. Well, I'm like, oh, Dude, that's right. You almost did get him fired, right? I did. I, I did. I'm not gonna deny it anymore. I mean, I, I I'm like I feel so bad about it. I really do. But it, it's just like you know, he he had a point to make and he made the point. 
And frankly, we were sitting there listening to him because he was right. He was right on all fronts, you know. So I definitely didn't disagree with him because he he was telling it how it is, and he was being upfront, blunt, and honest. And frankly, I I couldn't couldn't have been more happier with it. But you know, that's just how I lie with it. But we're keeping you here, by the way, because we're about to now get into some of the topics that Jen has sent us. She's going to be calling in in a few minutes. Uh, so uh, I already had posted the question on Twitter about, do you think that, or can you tell how a guy will be in bed by the way he drives a car? What do you think? I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there for you guys. If you think that, can you tell what a guy will be like in bed from the way he drives? Call in with your thoughts right now at 646-595-4228. There was an article that was posted in Glamour that she had sent me. Uh, there is no person. The person's name is just a It's a blog. And she was, like, saying that her friend M had a theory about she was on a first date with a guy, could not parallel park. He was nervous, sweating, jerking the car this way and that, ramming it back and forth disaster. All I could do was think about, is this what he's like in bed? If he can't operate a car, how can he operate a woman's body? I think <laughs> certain behaviors very closely mirror how people are sexually. Eating is one. Too sloppy, too fast. And driving is another. She once dated wow. a guy who floored it to every single stoplight, then screeched to a stop. Turns out he did the same thing in the bedroom, zooming like a maniac around the bases until I slammed on the brakes. Then she goes on the flip side. Her best friend went out with a guy who drove like an old lady, inching into traffic like the freeway was made of fire. And guess what? He was just as afraid of her naked body. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, how do I drive? Like, does this match up? Because I, like, I speed, so I'm like, are you, is this saying, like, <laughs> I just, like, like Okay, so you like speed, okay, so you speed, then, so you then know, that means that you. <laughs> you know, like, what, <laughs> like, wow. I never thought about it that way, but now, oh, God, okay, I can't say everything that's on my mind and what I'm thinking, but. I think you get my drift. We're rated mature on this show, just so you're aware, everybody. So you can actually say what's on your mind right now. Oh, yeah, I changed the rating. I did. Oh, that's probably good. I'm sure. You know, I would I would love to hear how with Jason, how he rates himself. You know, like oh, oh, how goodness. he drives. That would be interesting. I'm waiting for him to call in so he can tell me exactly what he thinks about that. Because I, I'm I'm just like... You're, you're sitting here. I'm not the best driver. I swerve and I like speed profusely on the highway and everything. So I'm like, am I just gonna jerk this woman's body when I'm in bed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can swear. Yes, we can swear. Just so you know, sweet Mel, we can swear. But I'm just like sitting there reading this. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. What am I gonna do? <laughs> I'm like, if you read. You read this article, and, and, and you know you're about to have sex with a woman, and you're like thinking about this. Is this going to make you timid to now not want to have sex with the woman? But okay, let's think about it like this. Like okay, like didn't like a couple weeks because like aren't you in like the New York area? Yeah. Okay, so like you guys had a blizzard or like a lot of snow, 
so like during that time, like you have to be very careful when you drive. So does that change? Like, say if you were going to have sex, does that change it up then? Like if you normally were a fast driver and a crazy reckless driver, but during the snow or blizzard or whatever, you have to drive slow. Does that change right. the pattern up? We do. <laughs> we do change the pattern up. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe if you're in okay. So here's the thing. Maybe maybe then if you're in bed, you got to think about when there's snow and ice on the ground and change up your way of doing it. Because if you're normally a fast if if you're normally a fast person, maybe then you got to start thinking about how you how you drive with snow and sleet on the ground, even in rain, and just think about that, and then that's going to change your makeup. And, and, and try to find a balance to go a medium pace to where you're not at least going fast enough to where it's just like, it, it's like sloppy and disgusting in bed. I, I mean, I, I think about that article, I'm going like, what exactly did they do? <laughs> what did they do? <laughs> oh my God. Someone in the chat said they were born because of the blizzard. I was like, really? Hmm. I'm like, what was he, Mr. 30 Seconds? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it really, I guess it all it takes is probably like one pump to actually, you know, I, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, God. This is totally going where I didn't expect it to go. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. You know, I, okay, I have a rant. This is random, and this is a little off topic. Um, but it's, I guess it's, since it's Buzzworthy After Dark, it's a little R-rated. I've always wondered, you know, when they do those sex scenes on TV, yeah. how how is it that people keep themselves from getting, like, very, you know, bothered? That's so funny. <laughs> I, I've, have I've, you ever thought about that? I have because uh, there was um, they did an Emmy special uh, back in 1998 on E, and they were actually talking about the sex scenes, and they were talking about how you got to beat, how it's so uncomfortable to do the sex scenes because you got to kiss left, kiss right, and they had like these the pasties, the pasties things, and you know they had the pasties on, so there was like you always get stuck on the sheets and everything, and and they would get stuck to the sheets, and they got to move their necks around and do all this stuff. So it was very uncomfortable. So even though what it looks like on the screen looks sexy, it's actually not sexy when they're filming it. It actually is very uncomfortable. They just got to go in each, in certain ways. They got to move their necks, they got to move their lips, they got to move their heads and everything. And and it's just... it's Christy Clark flat out said it's not it's not comfortable at all. It's definitely not comfortable at all. I don't even know how they're able to do that in, in, in like that because honestly, if you have to get directions on how to do it, and you have all these people well, like watching you and filming it, it it's just why well, that's comfortable. Well, listen, people are well. People have hormones, and a hormone doesn't worry about a cameraman. Hormones <laughs> don't think about that. So, I mean, I don't care who's in the room. Like, if you're aroused, you're aroused. <laughs> you know, like, if you find, a, like, your scene partner attractive, I'm sure it just really doesn't matter, which I'm sure some accidents have happened, you know, <laughs> why people have been performing these, quote, unquote, uncomfortable sex scenes. 
<laughs> I, I, I said what I know about Wendy Moniz and Frank Grillo from all the rumors I heard. You know, I don't think they had to worry about. I don't think they have to worry about. You know, everybody else because apparently they've been going at each other like little bunnies somewhere in the in the in the dressing room. So. I don't think they need the directions on how to do sex scenes when Hart and Dinah had sex scenes on the show. I think they were good. <laughs> oh, my God. Aren't they married now? Or they are married or... now. They have kids. Uh, so, you know, it was all for nothing. <laughs> it wasn't all for nothing, I should say. It wasn't all for nothing. Uh, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Martha I'm... Burke said when I went to an event that some people go commando, I was like, well... I found out last night that Daniel Goddard goes commando, and apparently that's old news because he doesn't like the feeling of being trapped in his own pants. I'm like, well, I guess that makes sense. I just never heard him say that before until last night in that interview he did with SOD that he he likes going commando. He always goes commando. His favorite contact sport is sex. Oh, wow. He, well, okay. Okay. I'm like, hey. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad favorite sport. I mean, it's I'm not, not a bad favorite it, sport. You know? you know, he owned it. I'm like, you know what? You owned it, dude, so there it is. And uh, and and what else did he say? That he felt that he would not have been married if his wife did not feel that he was good in the sack. So, <laughs> so he, said, he said he would not be married to his wife, Rachel, now if Rachel didn't think he was good in the sack. So I'm like, hey. It's all you, baby. That's all you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I look, guess I mean you have look. Okay, have to be happy. I have to be. I have to be honest. I don't pay attention to his asset events, so I absolutely do not know that he goes commando that way. So, <laughs> although now it makes sense as to why people wound up taking pictures of that area. Now, I thought they were just taking a picture of his belt buckle, that he would always wear that big-ass belt buckle that he always wears. It turns out that he's actually, they were actually taking it because his dick was sticking out. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you you actually going to sit there and tell me right now that I'm wrong? I don't, okay. Now, we both admit. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You know, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, as so as a man who wears underwear, I don't think if you go free balling that it's gonna. Well, I mean, I don't think a belt buckle will really help it stay up or down. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, I don't think that really matters because I think when you're free ball and it just you're just letting it all hang out regardless of what you have on, unless your jeans are like skin tight jeans, you know. Then I then people are gonna see something. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's hysterical. That I, I I'm like everything was like news to me throughout the entire article, and all the angels came out and said, "Yeah, we knew that for three years because hello, I've seen this." I got a nice ass shot. I'm like, well, chick, all right then, good for you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, God. Oh, there you go. There's a nice, nice, no good, no, whatever. <laughs> oh my. So wait, okay, so you're going on vacation in a couple weeks, right? Uh, yes. Uh, for the okay, final, no, the final. So, now where are you going? The final. You so, want to 
Final Soap Crew Voyage. I'm going on that. And uh, I can't believe it. Well, I actually can believe it will be the final one. But, you know, I am going on that. So I'll be leaving out of Miami. I'll be leaving to go to Miami on the 27th Wednesday, on Thursday morning. So it'll be fun. It'll be a nice... Okay, uh, here's here's the million-dollar question. What's the million-dollar question? How many ass pictures are you going to take? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I take any ass pictures the last time I was away? Um... I don't know. I mean, I I mean, look, if I see something that 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 sparks like a good picture that needs to be taken, I will take one. I mean, look, if I can take a picture of the woman of the woman coming out of the bathroom with the toilet paper on her boot and not even realizing that I'm taking a picture of somebody with see-through pants and that's a big woman. She was a big woman. <laughs> and she was wearing the if she was wearing these see-through pants, I was like, "Thank you, Jesus, you are wearing panties." Because seriously, if you were not, I would be scarred for life. Uh, <laughs> oh my lord! Whew. So um, I, I'm like, you know what? I I I have I don't know yet. I won't know until that time comes. So as as soon as it happens, Navelle will have a camera ready and he will be taking the pictures. That's all I can tell you. So there it are is. You, are you gonna share the pictures with everyone else? Um. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. They'll be on the Facebook. I I will put them up and on Twitter. I will definitely show it to you. I mean, look, if Daniel can call me a pervert, why not own it? <laughs> why not own? It? I might as well own it. <laughs> there it is. I'm gonna own it. Uh, Jen called in. She's on the line now, so she's joining us here on on Bad. Notice how that is the initials of this segment. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so appropriate, <laughs> isn't it? I love it. What's up, girl? Oh, nothing much. I'm heading home finally. Are so. you driving while you're on the phone with us now? Uh, yes. You, please tell me you're on a Bluetooth. Uh, no, but I'm pretty good at driving and talking. But I can wait till I get home if you prefer. <laughs> It's funny that I mean I I was dri- I was dr- actually driving to work and you know there's cops there's cops that's actually on their cell phones while they're driving I'm like why can why can you drive with your cell phone but I can and I want to get in the ticket answer me that question because they're the cops and we're not <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. that, you that, know that, it's, what did they say what did I say not as I do. <laughs> That's that's a simple enough answer. <laughs> At least that's a simple enough answer. So you know, you were listening to that part when I said about the driving thing. If you can tell, if you can tell by how a guy drives, that's how he's going to be in bed. And you were like, "I sent you that." I was like, "Yes." I don't so, remember. I mean, but I sent those topics to you like um, a couple of months ago, and after I sent it, I was like, totally, you know. It was in my mind when we were, you know, when it was in the planning stages, but, you know, it's been a couple of months. Totally forgot. Totally didn't even realize I sent that. But, I mean, it's, it, you know, there's always a theory about how well um, a man, you know, will perform, like whether he dances well or, you know, the size of his hands, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's always theories. 
<laughs> like a little bump and grind on the dance floor. If you can bump and grind on the dance floor, you must be hot to trot in bed kind of a thing. Uh, no, if you got rhythm on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. Do, do, do you have rhythm, Smitty? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have good. I have good rhythm. You know, I can bust a move here and there. You're gonna get Jason hot in a minute. <laughs> you're oh gonna, gosh, I know. I'm locking my windows and locking my doors now. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna find out where you live, and he's gonna come over there and be like, "What's this I hear about you having rhythm?" <laughs> oh, God. I know. And Jason has been threatening, threatening. Well, not threatening, but trying to get at me, so i got to watch my back. You know, I'm, I'm always looking over my back now when I go out because I'm afraid he's going to jump out because he's always just making these comments to me, so he wants me, I know. <laughs> it's good that you're not shy about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he says it. I mean, what else can I say? That's true. <laughs> That's true. I was actually going through this other article that Jen had sent me. It was the 75 things that you don't know about women. Uh, this one was from Padma Lakshmi. Women grab their crotches, too. We just have the decency to do it in private. I didn't know that they did that. I mean, really. Because you got to adjust. <laughs> what are you adjusting? Uh, sometimes the underwear might not go in the right place. Or it's gone in the wrong place, so you need to adjust, kind of thing, or um, or like a um, a shaper, that kind of thing. I mean, you know. Or sometimes you just want to. I guess men don't invented up, you know, by themselves. Women have issues too, I guess. But uh, no, you know, we won't be like grabbing our crotch. <laughs> but normally, it's just to, you know, maybe adjust something, I guess, if you will. Oh. Oh wow, that'd be very odd to see a woman like just grab herself in the, like the middle of like if you're just out in public and a woman just grabs herself. That would just that would give me like I'd do a double take. <laughs> that's, why women, that's why women had to do it in private. <laughs> that's why they private. do it in private. <laughs> that's right. Oh. <laughs> Now is it is it is it true that women also like porn? I would say so. I would I would I mean it's like I said it's not just exclusive to men kind of thing. I mean, God, I can't believe I'm even talking about this out loud. But like my stepdad, I mean, he had a stash of stuff, and being a, a curious child or a teenager, I guess I should say. I mean, I looked at it, and then I had like in college, I had guy friends, and you know, I like. You know, it, I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, I don't think it's, it's you know, exclusive to just being a man type of thing, you know. Women may not, you know, I guess because uh, normally you hear women saying, oh, my God, you know, my guy's watching porn and I just don't know what I'm going to do and I think I'm just going to break up with him kind of thing, you know. Or I sometimes I think it's overreacting kind of thing. Um, and I used to work in a bookstore and me nothing gave me more pleasure than um when a guy would come to my line <laughs> and he'd be embarrassed about the porn stack he would have and he would like flip it all over and I'm like I would have to flip it all right back because I have to scan it. And I'm just like, you know, if you're gonna do it, just you know don't have me shame about it kind of thing. 
but you know, um, I definitely think women look at porn. You know, like I said, um, I think even nowadays, um, more women are like running the porn business, if you will, and stuff. And they're trying to gear more towards a woman, and stuff because they know it's the untapped market, if you will. So women are totally not watching porn for the story, right? I, I just want to make that clear. Some, I think some <laughs> might. You know, they want like a little like something of a, like a romance story kind of thing, but you know, porn um, has romance. As, as, as one of my uh, like my favorite comedian, Aisha Tyler says, it's like you know, men think that they invented masturbation. They you know, porn. Women do it too. They just don't really talk about it more more so, I guess. You know. So what's just, guys you know, it's like, you know, because women are supposed to be these demure creatures who, you know, oh, my God, they don't really have any sexual thoughts until their husband comes into their lives or all this, you know, repressed, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's you know, far from the truth. <laughs> I just think women don't, you know, they're not going to talk about it too much or anything like that. They're, you know, maybe I'll talk to, you know, to their close friends or something like that, but it's not something you would hear in their everyday topic of conversation, per se. I'm noticing how the chat room just went into while we're talking about the porn thing. It went straight to Daniel Romilotti's porn addiction storyline that happened on Y&R. I'm like, Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. (laughs) There's a a quote from, like, uh, Aisha Stiles, she said, you know, the internet is good for two things, Google and porn. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, like I said, there's, it, it's definitely there. And I think, especially with the internet, you can look at porn without having, you know, people to know about your business kind of thing. So I think there's definitely more women probably looking at it, like I said, but they're probably just not talking about it. And if you look at the women's magazine, especially like Cosmo, there's always an article on how to improve your sex life, you know, how to spice it up. And kind of stuff, and I think you know, from reading the magazines, it's always been a suggestion, and you know, about porn or there's like the Kama Sutra move. So there's always, you know, women are sexual beings. They just, you know, like I said, it's something they're more than likely keep private to themselves, or maybe you know, a close friend they might talk about. But even then, you know, it's it's, it's like a private thing, if you will. Hmm. I just learned more about I learned more about porn in just that matter of five minutes. I, I, wow, where where do you go from that point? Except from this, except to this this article that Jason just sent me just a few moments ago about the world's ten best and worst lovers. Who Jesus? I can't wait to I can't wait to read this whole thing. I'm about to read it right right now. International travel has always had an allure for the single gal. The thrill of losing yourself in the perfectly baked pain old chocolate. Oh God. The indulgent kisses of an accented man, the fortuitous Ural cabin turned soulmate. We all had that fantasy, admit it. Ever since Julie Delvey and Ethan Hawke meandered Viennese streets in Richard Linklater's Before Sunrise, you two have held out hope for your own slice of the intercontinental embrace. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on now. Don't you want like a little rendezvous in the Greek Isles? <laughs> It, it'd be romantic, like that. that's for sure. It's a little, it's, a, it's romantic. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, the good news is that with airfare and an all-time low, I don't believe that sentence. Uh, but not. if you, if you, if you say so, if you've got the money, then now's the time to go. The other good news is that now you know where and with whom you're more, li- more likely to receive the most satisfying embrace. Thank the recession for the former and a survey carried out by the global research site OnePoll.com. 
Stay away from Northern Europe, ladies, if you want some satisfaction between a hostel's starchy streets. German men have been voted the world's worst lovers, narrowly beating their British counterparts to the unwedded title. The reasons German men have B.O., and English men are just too lazy. So English men are just too lazy, and German men stink. Um, <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> That that is disgusting. Don't they shower over there? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure sure there are some exceptions to the rule, I hope, but you know, you know. But like I said, you know, when I think of like going away, I don't think, oh, I'm going to go to Germany and have a trip to German, you know. My thing is, I want to go to Ireland or something like that. But I don't know. But very interesting. So who's the top lover? Okay, uh, the world's worst lovers uh, from 10 to 1. Uh, number 10 is Russia. They're too hairy. Ew. Mm. Number 9 is... Hairy Yeah. Mm. Number 9 is Turkey, too sweaty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number 8 is Scotland. They're too loud. Mm. Number 7 is Wales. They're too selfish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Number six is Greece. They're too lovey-dovey. Number okay. five, uh, Number five. I'm ashamed. Number five is America. We're too rough. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. We're, we're, we're too rough in bed? What's this? <laughs> and I just have a question. And how did they deduce this? How was this done? Like, <laughs> was there, like, someone who was sleeping with all the men around the world or vice versa. <laughs> it must it was probably Jason and some of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Number four is Holland. They're too dominating. So what, Holland likes to be on top all the time instead of <laughs> I I don't know. It could be taken in any any which way. Uh number three is Sweden. They're too quick. I'm right now hearing Missy Elliott's One Minute Man right now in my head after reading that one. Uh, Number two is England, they're too lazy. And, of course, number one is Germany, they're too smelly. Now we have the the world's best lovers. Number number ten is Canada. Oh, Canada. All right. Kate, please help me out. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) Help how me out here. Them, You're from Canada. You got to know. Your phone. Come on, let me know. Uh, number nine is Denmark. Mm. All right. There's obviously nothing rotten in Denmark, then, if they're world's best lovers. All right. Uh, number eight is New Zealand. Number seven, Daniel Goddard's uh, hometown, his country, Australia. Hmm. Now I understand why he's the way he is. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, My favorite contact for is sex. So. It is. So I guess that's exactly why Australia is number seven. <laughs> uh, number six is South Africa. Mm. Number five is Ireland. Number four is France. I can see that. I'm sure they're probably mad about that. They probably thought they were number 
I could see. I could see France. Number three is Italy. I could see that too. Uh, number two is Brazil. Not surprised by that. And then neither am I. Number one is Spain. Not surprised by that either. <laughs> no, I'm not surprised by that either. I think like the top three, they they pretty much were the obvious choices. Oh yeah, yeah. Smitty said that America should be on the best list. <laughs> I don't think America. I don't think Americans know how to, uh, um, you know, be romantic and all that other stuff. Like I said, there. I think there are exceptions to all the rules. Yeah. I just like to know how did where did they go to rate this stuff? <laughs> like I said, you know, how was this poll conducted? <laughs> <laughs> I like to know that myself. How was this poll conducted? I could just I'm I'm like on Twitter about to pound on the keyboard and go. So Australia is the seventh seventh it's the world's best place world's best place for lovers or something. And like really? Mm. Yeah, but I, I can definitely see Spain. I can definitely see because of the accents and all that stuff. I, well I, actually I, you know what? I, I probably if you want to probably delve a little deeper, you know, um most of those countries that were mentioned as the um, best lovers, they're they have no um, inhibition about their bodies. You know, it's it's you know, you know they're comfortable who they are, what they are, kind of thing. You know, like America, we're you know, or you know, we're obsessed with body image and all that stuff like that. And like you know, in Australia and you know France and even Italy, you know, it's it's you know. Mm. It's, it's who you are, what you are, you know, they're comfortable with, you know, nudity doesn't make them uncomfortable, that kind of thing. So maybe it's the, um, the thought process of, you know, just letting things go kind of thing, not being <laughs> so hung up on things, you know? <laughs> not being such a prude. <laughs> yeah. If we love you, there is nothing so filthy that you can't say in bed. This is from Connie Britton on the 75 things you don't know about women. So, hmm. That's true. That's true. I, that that sort of goes in hindsight with how everybody wants you to talk dirty while you're in bed. So, I think that makes sense. And Courtney Cott says breasts are not speed bumps to the promised land. Oh my god! <laughs> would you would you like to feel that one? Is that correct? <laughs> so, let's see. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. I think everybody has their own special, you know, places and such, and it's it's not always the worst. <laughs> guys who go to Hooters to watch the game are usually the same guys who go to lunch at strip clubs for the free chicken fried steak. Don't be one of those guys. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Does a wo- okay does a woman really have three holes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's funny. I, I. But hey, this is Jason that puts that out there. He leaves nothing to chance when he's there. When we ask which outfit we should wear, humor us with an answer. Just pick one, but expect us to go with the one you didn't choose. Are you true? I would say true. 
Mm. Weird. PMS is not a lame excuse to be able to yell at you. It's a great excuse. We, well, we're, uh, well, we're not... Well, I, I, <laughs> Go on. Well, I would just have to say about PMS, I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's every man, woman for themselves because you never know what's going to happen with that. I mean, it could be a driver that sets you off, you know? And if you just happen to be in the way, sorry. <laughs> I always like to warn people that I am. And, you know, then I like to apologize if I, you know, said something rude kind of thing. So This this one is a good point. We're not complimented when you call your ex a slut. She dated you, too, so what are we? Mm. <laughs> I like that one. Because that is true. So that means if you're currently dating the one you're with now, does that mean... You're a slut, too? Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So, the other thing I, I definitely want to tell you all is that you are your actual sign. You're not really going to be an ulficus or whatever that new word is. You're really who you whatever. are. Whatever. Virgo for life is <laughs> all I got to say. If My you are a Leo... If you always been a Leo, you will continue to be a Leo. Just saying. Oh. Yeah, because it's now that it's supposed to be like if you were born after 2009 or something That's like that. That's what I said. If you were born after 2009, then, you're, then, you're, uh, then your astrological sign changed. But really, how do, Whatever. How, do you, how do you figure that? How, how do you come up with that kind of crap? Because that's pretty much what it is. It's crap. Well, the same way they came up with the original crap. (laughs) That's how they came up with the new crap. (laughs) But the funny thing is how much it circulated, like, over Facebook, over Twitter. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I missed all that. What? You know, I was like, what? Uh, No. And, of course, most of us were like, "Uh, no, I'm a Virgo. I'm sorry. (laughs) You and your little crazy, you know, whatever. And then I think the other funny thing was, like, people like, you know, what about my tattoo, you know, my sign kind of thing. I saw yeah, that. What about your tattoo? Like, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I mean, literally, it was like one of those um, viral type of pieces of information because it was on Twitter. It was on Facebook. Everywhere I looked, there was, you know, a mention of it. And, you know, people telling me, did you know you're not, you know, you're not a Virgo anymore or, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's kind of funny how um, certain things uh are more popular, I guess, if you will, you know. I just thought it it was hysterical that we all went into an uproar when we saw that our astrological sign changed. I was just like, we were just all sitting here on Twitter going like, what the hell? All of us looked at it. All of us looked at it to see what what sign we were. (laughs) I really could not get it. I'm like, why were we right now, like, all in a tizzy about something? Help me out here. Throw me a bone, anything. I mean... Really? <laughs> I don't get it. Like why why are we uh why are we like all up in arms getting ready to get the tattoo off the body? I mean, really? I, no, I wouldn't have gotten that far. I'd like whatever. <laughs> it would have stayed right whatever. off my body. <laughs> I don't know, Jason, who has who has bedroom eyes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha Mathis says, asking for directions is a really big turn-on. I actually thought that was not a turn-on. I actually thought women get annoyed when we ask for directions. 
uh, no, we get annoyed when you don't ask for directions. <laughs> because nothing worse than going around in a circle or going the wrong way. But, you know, they have those handy things called GPSs now, you know. You know, I don't like being lost on my own. I can only imagine, especially if you don't ask anyone. Annoying. Mm. Mariska Hargate says, we're all about our necks. Feel free to spend as much time there as you wish. Okay, where is, okay, where's your G-spot? Where's your G-spot? Jennifer. I'm sorry. Where is your G spot? I don't think he's talking to me. I said, where is your G spot? <laughs> my G spot. I'm breaking my neck. Okay. Okay. That 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 feel that does feel with this this answer. That, huh. They like the neck, huh? So if a vampire like just bites you, you would be all for them biting it into your neck then. I don't. I think it's like. Biting or, but it's like the nuzzling, and I mean, well, I'm not getting into all this. <laughs> Most of these people know who I am. They probably know more about me than they should ever know about me right now. And that's but, bad. Why? <laughs> because I'm a private person in, in some ways. So, but still, but no, I think it's like the nuzzling, and then like, um, like the the. Um, the beard, like the five o'clock shadow kind of thing, you know. It's just, I don't know. Hmm. I just saw this other one you sent me. I didn't actually read this one. This was the uh, smitten challenge. Cross one thing off your sexual bucket list this weekend. Uh, back in July, the folks at the stir whipped up a sexual bucket list, which includes fifty hot to trot activities to give a go in your lifetime. It recommends some pretty tame stuff that you've probably already done, like masturbate, and it also suggests a few items that require a bit more planning. Be a voyeur and watch others having sex. Live porn does not count. Um, well, they would shut the blinds if they noticed that we would be watching. So, <laughs> how is that possible? Well, no, maybe you got some friends. Some friends that'll let you watch. Do I actually have perverted friends that are like that? <laughs> Think about I, that. I, I mean, I'm just saying that's the only other way. If I mean, if you can't watch live, guess live porn, that's the only other way you'd be able to complete that, scratch that off your bucket list or whatever. Oh yeah, I actually pulled up the whole entire list now. It actually has a link for it. Uh, number fifty says silent sex in a full house. How can you have silent sex in a full house? That's the one thing. Because wouldn't you wind up somehow in the middle of it, make noise somewhere? Apparently, that might be, some that might be tough. That might be tough. I don't know. It might be. I think it, it is tough. I mean, <laughs> I don't think if you can if you can be quiet, you're that's pretty good. Uh. That's surprising. Or maybe you're not enjoying yourself. Mm. No, we're gonna have to find. We're gonna have to that out. Uh, number four, learn to orgasm in less than five minutes from intercourse alone. Wow. In less than five minutes. Mm. Has sex while altered, whether by alcohol or something else. Well, that happens all the time. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, feather ticklers. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> 
What, are you not ticklish? I hate, no, I hate feathers on me. <laughs> They've done that to me already. It, it's not, it, no, that's not kosher. Uh, sex in the ocean while people swim all around you. That could be hot. That could be hot. I'm, I'm, mm. A quickie in a skirt. Mm. A longie in the ra- a longie in the rain. Okay, who came up with this crap? Se- having sex in a foreign country, possibly with a foreigner. Having back to that list. Yeah, <laughs> no way sex- not to do it. Yeah, exactly. Having sex with someone younger that is legal. Having sex with someone much older. Fredericks of Hollywood lingerie sex. Whipped cream, La Perla lingerie sex. Sexual role play. Now I've actually had friends that actually done this. They actually role played in bed. Well, you gotta spice it up, right? You gotta do something different in the sag. It's gonna get boring after a while. They actually, they actually did tell me that. I was like, hey, if if it if it works out for it, go for it. That's right. As they say, if it feels good, it doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Using ice sexually, I think that's been done a lot by a lot of people. Um, blindfolds, sex on the beach, mm. learn to give yourself multiple orgasms, watch porn alone, watch porn together, sex in a tent in the wilderness, making out with no sex long after you're no longer a virgin, Sex in broad daylight, sex in pitch black, sex with no kissing, sex standing up against the wall, sex in the shower. I'm I'm waiting for Laquita on that one because <laughs> she already said that. I, I, she ain't here, but I'm waiting for her to respond to that one if she hears it because honestly, she already said that if the man don't put the ring on her finger, there ain't getting the goods in the shower is what she said. Even though that's the okay. best kind of, even though that's the best kind of sex she said they're not she said they're not getting it from her unless they put the ring on her finger. Mm. Play strip poker. That's the standard. Mm. Play strip poker slash monopoly slash card game. Like that doesn't happen already. Read erotica. Give it a light happen already. Yeah, right? Give a light spanking. What does a light spank light spanking do? Really? Uh, sex on a boat. Married sex, they consider the best kind. Having a one-night stand. Having sex with a stranger. The Mile High Club. The Mile High Club. Sex at a drive-in. Uh, old news. Sex in a car. That's also old news. Having sex in a public place. Tie someone up or be tied up. Would you do that? That's something Jason would do. Well, I think, it, you know, for these bucklets, you know, someone is there agreeable to it, you know? That automatically just made me shift to the Anna Devane and Robert Scorpio scene where she tied him up in, in, in that. Oh, man. That looked hot, though, but it just made me, just, it just made me go right to that scene. I, I totally understand it. Use a sex toy on someone else. Use a vibrator, masturbate. Have, yeah, uh, have phone sex. 
engage in group sex. Um. Have a threesome. Kiss a girl and then have anal sex. Yeah, I have a feeling that none of you in that chat room are going to wind up doing that sometime this weekend. (laughs) But apparently Jason had sex in a sports car because he said it's horrible. He doesn't like to be tied down. He doesn't like losing control, and he'd rather have sex, as in sex texting. I'm like, sexting. Sexting. Mm-hmm. He loves he loves shower sex too. Don't forget that. Does he love shower sex? <laughs> yes, that's what he said. All right, Matt. What's not that bad? What part is it is not that bad? Uh, phone sex is so yesterday. There's still people that do phone sex. Well, I think there's a lot of long distance relationships now. So, oh, actually, probably skyping. <laughs> oh yeah, they're probably skyping. Yeah, and then have the have the webcams on them so they could see them and all that yep. stuff. Get a turn on and a hard on and all that stuff. Like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, long-distance relationships and such. You know, people have to do what they have to do. So. I don't know. I really don't know. Why is it that every time I'm at work now, I think of Antoine Dobson's Bed Intruder song? Just to make <laughs> I, I had to put that out there. I, I'm like, whenever I'm like in a pissed off mood, the first thing I hear is "Hide your kids, hide your wife," and it doesn't help that it's always on the radio station I have it on, and that's the thing I hear is "Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife." I mean, like, why? And your husband too. And and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. I mean, like, that's like the <laughs> first thing I'm hearing. That's like the main thing I'm hearing all the time, and it's just like, why? I'm like, don't you think now I would. It would now be like old school news now, and it's not the funniest thing in the world. But yet, I'm still, I still think it's absolutely hysterical. I don't know how y'all feel about Antoine Dobson. I know Jillian said that she's ready for him to sit down and shut the hell up. But <laughs> I think the song is hilarious, though it makes me crack up. So. But I bet this is 15 minutes up yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs to. It was funny when it first started, but now it's like, okay, I'm over it. You can go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I can't. I I I I you know I think it's funny. I mean, I, it still it still cracks me up. Someone. I mean, that's like the only thing I'll listen. But like anything else, anything else that comes out of his mouth, I won't listen to. But that, oh, that's no. oh. sounds. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? I'm I'm done. So that's it. That's the only thing I listen to is the Ben Intruder song, I and mean, that's that's about it. The other thing that I was pissed about was the uh, the Glee episode that they're working on about Justin Bieber. Why are we having a Justin Bieber? <sighs> Please help me um, out. I don't understand. Did you hear? He he apparently thinks he's the greatest singer. I was like, really? I'm like, what? Who said really? this? He said it. It was some interview. I was watching television. I think on. And I was stuck at home, and he was just like, you know, what was it? They were asking him something, but, you know, he was like, oh, I guess because his mind is always, you know, fluttering from one point to, you know, he's like, well, he was like, essentially he was like, well, I think great singers are like that. He was thinking of himself that he was a great singer. I just don't get it. He's not a great I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Especially, well, why would you have a glee up? So he has not even had that many hits yet. He has not proved I was himself. Say, does his catalog? Does he even have like two songs? Like, 
obviously I'm out of the age group that would that he appeals to, but I'm like I don't watch Glee, but I'm like has this I don't even know if he's had like three songs out. So what are they gonna do? I, I just don't even get it. I mean, can we, I would rather have a Christina Aguilera show because at least she has hits, you know, or um, I don't know, um, go to Cher. I don't know. Go to somebody I could respect. No, what about a Bette Midler? I don't. I just can't. Justin Bieber. Something about him just angers me. So, are you a Glee fan? I uh, yes, I am. I actually do watch Glee. Okay, so out of like, I know they've done special episodes for like Britney and Madonna and all them. Which right. one was your favorite? I think Madonna because she actually has a extensive catalog. First of all, like when they did uh, Gaga, I mean it was okay. I'm already it was a good show. But I, you know, I don't think, you know, it should be going that route. I guess I don't know. Like having a custom show for each artist, like the Madonna one was a special one to me, you know, because it was, you know, something they hadn't done. But now it's getting like an old trick. Like, oh, we're gonna do Britney, and no offense to Britney either. I don't, you know, I like her, and I like her, you know, I like her fast songs. She's like a guilty pleasure for me. But to have a show devoted to her, not so much. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jason, like they, they keep going. Yeah, Jason just posted in the chat room that the Justin Bieber Glee episode is not happening. Uh, contrary to reports, there will not be a full Justin Bieber episode on Glee. Creator Ryan Murphy tells Entertainment Weekly, those tributes are reserved for artists with big catalogs. Bieber comes up in episode 13 as a small plot point. Sam sings a Justin Bieber song to win Quinn's approval. Well, at least it's not the full thing. I'll just mute the song. That's all I can do. Yeah, well, I mean, because, you know, that's different because, you know, they've done, like, uh, was it Bruno Mars songs. You know, they've done, you know, CeeLo's song. So, I mean, that's understandable, like, you know, picking a song versus having a whole list of songs. Because, like I said, I don't think Justin Bieber has the talent. And I'm sorry if there's some believers in the chat room, but I no, don't believe he has the talent. <laughs> and... The other thing is, he also has a book. He has not even had a freaking life. What could you write to me that I would want to read? What did he write in the book? book? What did he write in the book? Once upon a time, my parents had sex, then I was born, and then the end. I mean, that's pretty much all (laughs) it's (laughs) about. Is it a picture book? I mean, what could you possibly tell me? And, you know, I'm I'm just like, seriously, everybody does a book nowadays, and some people shouldn't. I mean, Snooki has a book. Jay Wow has a book. Out polished line. Don't Situation that. has a book. I mean, it's oh yeah. I think Justin Bieber has a nail polish line at Walmart. Um, oh god. I mean, it's it's. I mean, some things. I understand. You know, you you definitely want to get you know while you're in it, you want to you know tap it while it's hot and get all what you can kind of things. But I mean, to me, whenever I hear of like Justin Bieber or Miley Cyrus or somebody writing a book. You need to keep your life on track, you know. You you have nothing that you can give to me at this present moment. You know, how it's so hard to be a 11-year-old thir- or I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I was I was surprised that I saw that the situation had a book. I was like, I didn't know the situation could write. Uh, uh I, I, like a ghostwriter, probably. Uh, probably. I mean, 
uh, what what is this book consisting of? I actually wrote this on Facebook. I was like, what does this situation's book consist of? The Grenade Society, and someone actually said, there is a chapter devoted to the Grenade Society. I was like, I didn't even have to read it. I did not even have to read it. I don't watch Jersey Shore, so. (laughs) The Grenade Society, okay. I actually found this out from work because there was a co-worker that used to work with me that watches the Jersey Shore. He still watches it. The Grenade Society is basically where these guys, the situation and his friends, they basically want to rid the U.S. of A. of ugly women. There should not be any ugly women in America. And um, they basically then, want to rid America of ugly women. They only, sh- and that's basically what the Grenade Society is. They don't want any ugly women here in the United States of America. If you're an ugly, like if there's an ugly person, they want you out of the U.S. today. Is pretty much what they said. Alright, see, get the fuck out of here. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, oops, sorry. I like to in know order what. To, uh, I mean, how do you judge? I mean, no offense, the situation is not all that either. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, he's, he's the situation is very creepy. Because he's like, he's supposedly he's like in his 30s. And like, like seeing 40. the stuff that he does on the show, it's like, woof. I hope <laughs> when I'm in my 30s, I'm not doing that nonsense. <laughs> like, woof. Snooki's not one to talk either because Homegirl oh. freaking trash heap and look ugly mess. I mean, I don't know how she thought she looked like hot shit, but she definitely is not that. She just looks like shit. I I really I really don't get it. Like, how are these people like, quote unquote, famous? I don't understand. But here's the thing. My mother called me yesterday. She was talking about something, and she says she's told me she said Snooki looks like Patty Labelle. I said, why'd you insult Patty Labelle like that? <laughs> really? She I said like, that. Mom, I was my mother said it. My mother was watching like oh, extra TV, Jesus. and she's like, I have to turn this. But she was like. Snooky looks like Patty LaBelle. I was like, really, Mom? <laughs> really? I was like, I said, wow. Wait, 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 wait. She mm. said Snooky from the Jersey Shore looks like oh. Patty LaBelle? Yeah. Oh. And that's what I said. I said, why don't you insult Patty LaBelle like that? I was like, what is she I'm like, your mother, your mother needs Jesus. I mean, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> my mother, I don't know. My mother sometimes, I love my mother. She has her, she has her interesting ways of saying things. I was like, Really? <laughs> But no, but she was like, and she was like, she was talking about something. I went to say, Mom, I was like, I can't really explain it to you, but I was like, you know, you just need to watch it, I guess, if you really want to know about it. But no. I, I, I seriously know what crack was she smoking because there is absolutely no way that woman, that Snooki does not look like Patty LaBelle. I was like, that's the worst insult so much. I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea, but I've had, you know, I don't know where she got that analogy from, but. I've had a, somebody come to me one time and said, I look like, uh, look like a, what's her name? Anita Baker. I was like, really? <laughs> Where did Anita Baker come from? <laughs> I, I was just like, but, oh, my God, it's, I'm totally segwaying, but it was the most funny thing because he was like, oh, my God, I know Anita Baker. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I was like, um, really? <laughs> I was like, no, no. I don't I was in L.A. I don't know. I guess he was desperate to see a celebrity and hung on. I was like, uh, no, it's not. Not. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Real Housewives of Atlanta is a hot ghetto mess with more weaves than Shaka Khan. <laughs> and the one who wears it the most is Kim uh, Wozniak for her wig. Mm. She oh, I just, I, I've never watched an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I, I, you all. haven't? I have not. But oh I, my gosh! I think you guys about you? it all the time. It's like Smitty, Jillian, and and. And Melody tweeting about Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm just sitting there, just reading the comments, going like, "The hell is this shit?" I I try not to watch reality television, but oh, some oh, things do oh suck me in, and that is one. It is like Sunday night. I was watching. I was like, "Why?" First of all, there was nothing on television anyway, but I was watching, and you just can't help but get sucked in. To oh, it. it is so good. It's so good that you just. Oh, I just really love Sunday nights at 10 o'clock. It's just so enjoyable. Like, you have, well, I, I don't think you would appreciate it as much now if you get into because I think the season's almost over, but you need to see it from, like, the beginning, from where it started to the end, to now. And I think you you can get down with it. It's a little, it's crazy at times, but, but crazy now good. it's a little... <laughs> Yeah, it's like entertaining crazy. To me, it's the best one out of the Housewives series. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's just pure craziness all the time. Just nonsense. Okay, let me stop you right now. Someone just tweeted me this message on Twitter, right? And you know when they tell me something, you know I'm about to go on, on a bitch fit right now. Someone just tweeted me saying, why did you guys lie about Goddard being fired? I'm like, okay, hold up here. I'm about to tell somebody off right now. Let me tell you something. You need to get your facts straight. I don't know who the hell you think you is. I did go ghetto with that statement just now. I don't know who you think you, I don't know who you think you is, but you need to get your facts right. I never reported that he was let go. You want to talk to somebody? Talk to Nelson Branco from Suds Report. I never said he was fired. I never said that it was confirmed. I never said any of that bullshit. We had a show supporting him. We did not say he was gone. So I'm telling you right now, you better back the shit up right now. And that's pretty much it. I don't have to say any more. I did not say he was fired. I did not say that he was being let go. So I don't know where you're coming from telling me that um, I lied and said that he was getting fired. Go somewhere else. Tell him why you're mad. Run and tell that, like Beth said in the chat room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) You all right, Nabelle? I seriously don't understand why people need to. Mm, I'll tell you it why. Never, every time it you never said ends. It, like, you it said, never ends. You know, we don't know. We're just in support. <laughs> we don't know. You I'm don't, telling and you every that. time, you know, it's it's always been said we don't know. We're just supporting. Mm. Kind of, you know. So. Yes, Navelle needs to go downstairs to get himself a glass of Kool Aid because I. I oh. This this person just right now just pissed me the hell off. I, I'm not having this shit. <laughs> oh my god! See what happens when you start those rumors. They come get you. Yeah, they do. And apparently, I'm the one getting blamed for it. I'm like, who the hell is this chick telling me this? I'm like, Ch-. 
Pacific? Please. <laughs> yeah, apparently it, now the whole world knows it's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she found out you're the ghostwriter for the Suds Report. Oh yeah, so. I am. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna run and I'm gonna run and tell Jamie Giddens that. <laughs> I gotta run and tell Jamie getting that shit. Mm. I'm like, I, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't know how am I supposed to de- compress after that. Mm. Where am I supposed to go after that comment, folks? Please help me out. <laughs> Relax, relate, release. Breathe in, breathe out, and I'm not gonna sing the passion song, folks. But I'm breathing in and breathing out. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Why did I lie? <laughs> Please tell me something else so I can get off of this tangent. <laughs> uh, tell me what do you something think about, else. What do you think about Susan Dansby going to YNR to write? I think it's a great thing. I was actually amazed when I heard that come on Twitter when she when that was posted. You know, I, I honestly sat here and I actually thought nothing like that was ever going to happen. Of course, it happens after Victoria Rao did her thing. Right. Do you, she should take, do you think Victoria Rao should take credit for that? I don't think she did. Uh, no, I'm but, just asking. I, but um, I don't think she should take credit for it, no. I mean, I, I mean, if she wants to, that's that's fine with me too. I mean, I don't see a reason why she can't, but I don't see any reason for her to cre- take credit for it either. I know, you- I know that Susan is like I've I've read that she's like won like four daytime Emmys and with her t- her time on turns, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was watching it as the world turns when she was writing for it, so I don't really know her work. But I think it'll be interesting to see what she brings to the table. Do you think that with uh, Susan on the show, she's going to be able to write for the African-American characters a lot more than what we have seen? No? No, No, I don't think it's going to change. Why do you think that? Because, I mean, this regime has made it clear that what they're going to do with the black characters, or uh, I'm not going to say black characters, with the minority characters, they've made it clear what they're going to do with them, and it's not showed them heavily. So I don't care. Probably if half the staff was black and half the staff was gay and half the staff was, well, I guess that's too many halves, but whatever. You know, I just think as long as certain people are in charge, they have their vision, and that's the vision they're going to go with. And that current vision is the minorities don't exist in Wisconsin. That really upsets me because they really were existent, you know, before all these years ago and everything. It's just It just seems like they don't. It doesn't even seem like it. It is. They don't want to write for these characters anymore, and it's plain. It's painfully obvious. It, it's plain as day. They don't want to write for these characters on the show. It's a shame. It, it really is a shame. Because isn't YNR's audience predominantly African American? Supposedly, like a large chunk of it is Af- African. So then, why would you want to alienate your audience that way? The fact well, is, think, gone. I think most soap operas. Uh, their their um, watchers are predominantly African-American. 
but it still doesn't mean they're gonna, you know. You know. Well, I think that's, uh, I think right. that's one of the reasons why soaps their ratings have declined so heavily is because they don't diversify them. Because I mean, look at as the world turns. I think when it went off the air, I don't think there was any of color on the show anymore. So I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why these shows have suffered such a steep decline in the ratings because the shows don't look like America anymore. They look like they look like a place that just doesn't exist. I don't mean. I think that even then, though, they don't understand what want to see. It's, you know, um, there's no romance in in daytime anymore to me. I mean, it's all, GH is all about the mob. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's not enough, it's not the way I grew up watching soap opera. You know, I'm right. not even talking about the issues of the, you know, black, white, whatever. The way they told stories back then were so much better. Like, if you take the whole, like, WSB stuff from General Hall, I love that kind of stuff, you know. Even though it was action, it was action, there was adventure, there was romance, there was comedy, there was a little bit of everything, you know. And when you look at you know, Young and Reckless, I mean, it's, you know, it's truly there's really no love. The only people who get love, I think, is, like, the people I don't want to see have love, like um, like the older Couples or the old—I like to call them old people—but like Victor and stuff. I don't give—I don't want to see Victor kissing on anybody. <laughs> you know, you don't wanna, I don't want to see, see him stripping down to a later. black T-shirt. That does not <laughs> want me. You know, I will cut the TV off and protest. <laughs> but I mean, it's just—you know—I I understand that you cannot have characters who are always constantly in love. You know, you have to have some type of I don't know, friction or, you know, there has to be something going on, some type of adversity in order to keep, you know, a person in uh, in the front center. But you still need to make time for romance. And if Maria Bell was subscribing to what, I guess, her father-in-law's type of, uh, or father-in-law? I don't know. Uh, Back to the Bill legacy or the Bell legacy, then she would know how to tell a, a good soap. She, you know... You know, I, I you know I'm reading things that she's saying, and you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, can she really be that clueless? You know, I really think there needs to be some sort of summit, if you will, on the, you know what fans want. Obviously, you can't give the fans everything they want, you know, because you know some people have their delusions and such. But there should be some way that you know there should be a way to correct things, because um, I think so in GH it's a mob thing. That's kind of a turn off for me. I mean, I you know I grew up watching that, but nowadays I can you know I can take a leave to the hospital. You know, sometimes I just watch it because I'm bored. You know. But do you think? Um, okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I'm a newer. Well, I'm, I've been watching GH for almost a year now. Okay. And I don't see, and I know I'm not. I'm just a new viewer, but I don't see the mob being as featured as predominantly as people make it out to be. I think there's a nice balance with the hospital. I think the hospital uh-huh. has shown a great amount now. Now. Watching, now, I, yeah. Now, watching, now I, it does. Because they, probably they have to because they just, they did a rehaul of the whole hospital when they had the explosion. So they had to like rehaul it. But when General Hospital, like when I watched, and I'm not, you know, it's like it's 
I've watched it for a while. It was basically focused on the hospital. You had stories with the nurses, the doctors. Um, I'm not even sure how Robert got tangled in it, but, you know, it was like the WSB and such. Mm -hmm. The mob, and the mob was only mentioned bits and pieces because Luke had trouble with the mob. But even then, the mob would come, the mob would go. No big deal. And then there was a storyline with uh, Karen. She was stripping at a bar that happened to belong with Sonny. And that's when everything turned towards Sonny. And that's my other thing, too, is, like, Sonny can do no wrong no matter what he does. I mean, yeah, they take him in, but he always somehow manages to, you know, get out, you know, maybe, you know, because Diane is a good lawyer whatever. Um, But my other thing is, like, between Jax and Sonny, they both go for the same woman all the time. Like, Jack Jack picks up. Uh, Sonny's leftovers, <laughs> and sometimes you know he loses that woman back to Sonny kind of thing. It's like he can never win, and that irks the hell out of me <laughs> on my own personal level. But before Sonny, you know there was like mentions of the mob, but like with Sonny, it's always some kind of mob. Somebody's blowing somebody up, somebody, and and you know they think Maurice Bernard can walk on water. I don't think he's that great an actor. I mean, he had some good storylines when he was dealing with his whole. Um, what do you call it? Bipolar disorder, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I still I liked him as Nico on All My Children better than I did on Channel Hospital. <laughs> so, but I think I think you know I really think if Sonny was killed off tomorrow, I think General Hospital fans would lose their mind. Um, I think some would be rejoicing, but they but the thing with General Hospital they. They have some great actors on that set, and if they allow them oh, they, to shine, they will. Like at one time, it used to be that, like it, from time to time, they they move into different areas. Like one time, the soap was, you know, there was the nurses and the hospital, but there was also the brownstone. Everything happened in the brownstone, and there was Bobby. There was kill. I mean, I remember that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, good. Like Lucy Coe coming into town, and she was. I mean, it's there's so much goodness. That was, well, you know, has been left one behind. Thing one thing I've noticed about GH, it's very repetitive. Like, the dialogue is very repetitive. Like, it seems like every day we're talking about the same. Like, like Carly yelling about Michael being with the stripper, oh, yeah. I feel like it, it happens. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it, like, happens, like, 30 times. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> like, that's, mm-hmm. that's my biggest right. Well, that and it's like they have four Victor Newmans on that show. Yeah, people who and like Dante, Sonny, Jason, and anybody who's related to Sonny has a story. Know, like, Dante, Dante, they Dante. To, they need to balance. You know, that's that's their biggest issue is balance. I have no. I think that. all soaps have that problem. I think the only person I would, I think, I don't even know. I sometimes I watch Once Live, but they're not too shabby, I guess. But most of them all need some sort of balance, you know. And right. you know, everybody has their favorite characters. Mm-hmm. But you know. I'm not expecting to see Lane five days a week or, you know, I would just like to see him two days a week at least. You know, there should be some type of balance all throughout soaps because not everybody wants to see Victor Newman, you know. And right. Victor Newman to me is one note. It's I will get well, you my, you know, I, you crossed me, you know. It hurts It hurts the characters. It definitely, when you shove them down people's throat and the show is in balance 
it hurts the characters. Like, yes. they have really turned me off to Victor Newman. And mm-hmm. I've liked Victor, and I I feel like now he's just a joke. It's like, what horrible thing is Victor going to do next? It's like, enough. It's like, we've seen Victor and his children be angry with each other a million and one times. Like, he falls out with them every other year. Like, enough already. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it's getting old. Like, who cares about one day he's retired, next day he's back to working, taking the company from him. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, Victor, me and Mr. Moneybags, okay. We get it. He grew up in an orphanage, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, move on. You know, like. Well, he, uh, no, but here's the thing. I think, in my opinion, when he was gone, when Eric Ray was gone, Weinar was actually interesting because there was a balance to that show. I mean, I could get through Daisy mm-hmm. because there wasn't she wasn't there all the time, you know, or whatever. You know, like some of the stupid, more stupid plots, I could get through because it wasn't on every day. It was like a nice balance. I even saw a little bit of uh, Lauren and Michael, you know. There was the fans, and then they were bringing in, um, oh gosh, uh, Tucker. And now that Eric Brayton came back. You don't even see Tucker. Tucker pops up every now and then betting, you know, somebody, I guess. But, you know, right. really he doesn't do anything, you know. And the whole, like, vendetta between, you know, him and finding his birth mother, that just kind of went to the wayside. I mean, that, to me, that was such a disappointing ending to that, that story and and such. And sometimes that's what I don't get either. It's like they build it up and it sounds you know, it sounds like it's gonna be the best thing ever, you know, like something that, you know, maybe they haven't done before or hadn't done in a while and then nothing. Or it it just falls flat. It's like really I wasted my time watching this. Right. You know? It just seems like that everything everything else with every other storyline it takes a backseat to cater to Eric Braden and Victor Newman. I mean, as we were mentioning right. in Melody Thomas Scott earlier, I was like, where is Nikki? It's like as soon as she's now out of Victor's orbit, she's not even seen anymore. Nope, nope. She's right. not even She's not even That's anywhere in the vicinity of Genoa City anymore. I was like, where the hell is she at? You know, where is she staying? Uh, uh, you know what I mean? I don't even know where she's living at now. And lives with Kay with everyone else in General City, General City who doesn't have a home. They all go live with Kay. Was so, that announced oh, yeah. already? I mean, I knew that's coming out, yeah. but I didn't know that it was already mentioned no, on was, the show. They, yeah, they showed it on the show. They did okay. show it on the show. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really watched this because there's nothing to really, you know, yeah, have our time, if you will. I mean, I think Y&R is, like, they have a lot of characters, not just Melody Thomas Scott, even though right. she's my favorite. Like, like Kane and Lily, they don't even... I know people say they show Lily a lot. They don't really even show her a lot. They, they don't, don't show her a lot at all. You know, they, I mean, really, they like, so what's going on now? It's like it's every other week they get, like, they get maybe two or three days, and then they fade out for another week, and then they come back well, yeah. again kind of thing. And, you know, and I think this Kane storyline is interesting, but it's like you can't get invested in it because we see it two days, and then it's like three weeks and it's we forgot. don't see yeah. it. You, know, you forgot like, exactly what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm like, I need to watch YouTube to get refreshed again. What now? What was? Where do we leave off at? You know. I said that to Richard Sims. I said that to Richard Sims on Twitter the one day um, when 
because he was always going on about how every time the word cattle rustlers get mentioned, take a drink. I'm like, I think people don't even know exactly what the story is about, so I think they need to say cattle rustlers because they haven't been shown enough to even know that this is exactly what it's about. So I'm like, I even forgot at one point it was it had to deal with cattle rustlers until they said it. But once they said, it, I was like, oh, that's what this is about. I seriously, I seriously lost track of that story numerous times because, as we said, they're only on two days a week, and then there's a week where they're not even on, and they're on for one week for one day, then they're not even shown the rest of the week, and then it's just, and then it repeats. It's wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, just like how Nick was with Phyllis. It's like I need to protect Sharon. Wash, rinse, repeat that line every single day of the week. I'm like, if this is all Nick says every day. Just bring in a just bring in a plastic or just one of those paper things, mm-hmm. paper cutouts of him. Yeah, and just, and just, stop and just have the thing overhead and just repeat the lines like right over and over again because that's all he says. Wash and you know what I mean. It's just like it's 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 right. so aggravating. Yeah. I don't. But like the thing is, the- it's like they you know they need to like I said I I just don't understand like they know soaps is a dying breed. And if you don't want it to die out, then you need to invest in it. Not think, right. you know, not what you think is what you think we want to see. You need to find out what we want to see. And like I said, I know you can't, you know, I know they can't make everything happen. But if you listen to your viewers, you actually might get a pretty good idea of what we're looking for. And maybe you know, the, but you know, they say that Maria Bell doesn't even listen to what the fans think. I she probably does. Obviously, she must be in her own little world with her little, you know, stories and such. Because something she keeps repeating, and then, like, the whole thing is, like, when the first lie was came, you know, and they, the wedding the wedding cliffhanger, it sounded like, oh, oh, you know, it sounded really good. Like, oh, what, you know, what is he talking about kind of thing. And I was getting excited kind of thing. I'm like, you know, what could be going on? And the way that went off was totally foobarred. I'm just like... You know, I don't even understand why we went through this. And now, you know, once again, we're getting late. Kane uh, caught up in another lie, you know, but yet it's for another good reason why he's lying. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, she just keeps recycling the same thing, and she recycles it, like, in the same story frame. I mean, who has two doppelgangers in the, in the storyline at the same time? I mean, I just don't get it. You know, she, I, 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 it's I you know. It's I, something Days of Our Lives would have done back it. in the day. These were lies would have done the two doppel language. Probably when, when Marlena was possessed by the it. devil. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to get possessed by the devil. Yeah, Days would have done it and it would have been good. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I agree mean, with that. It, it would have. I mean, <laughs> in the 90s when Days had that, okay, let's think, on paper, that whole Kristen, Susan, and they're like 18 million like lookalikes or twin brothers and siblings or different parts that um, Eileen Davidson played. It sounds stupid, Oh, that was good. But that was, when, but but when it was, was shown on screen, so well. it was executed perfect. It was amazing when shown on screen. Like, it was a it brilliant was. story. It, I watched it was one really at the time. Good. Yes, I, I mean, I, I, Eileen Davidson is probably the only person that could get me to watch Days of Our Lives again. Is if she ever went back she was, to the world. What was her character? Well, she was the goofy, oh, my God, because she's the one who actually Susan, had Elvis. Kristen and Susan. I loved her as Susan. She, oh. oh, my God, that was so good. Oh, she, she so had loved, But they lost girl. me when Marlena got possessed by the devil. I was like, I can't. You didn't I like can't. that? Oh, my gosh. 
that it was, was it, it went on too long. It went on too long. Oh, I mean, it, was, it just went you know on I was like flipping? I'm like waiting. I'm like, who is gonna find out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a teenager, I was at. It was during the summer, and I was like flipping through the channels. Like B and B was on like a commercial, and like I saw like her hoisted over a bed, and I'm like, what the heck is this nonsense? Because we watched CBS soaps, and then like I saw. Eileen Davidson, and then I was like hooked on days. Like uh, that yeah, I grew up possession on ABC. story. Oh, it just sucked me right in, mm-hmm. and I just like fell in love with the show. But no, my grandma, my grandma watched all my children. So I started with all my children. She would stop with all my children, but I started like watching more like Live, and I went on to General Hospital. I love her Frisco. <laughs> I was like, I was gone. But then you know, um, like I said, if you look at the soaps from past and you look at the soaps now, you know, they need some lessons. They need Gloria Monty. They need so many shelf. They need the the soap people of the yesteryears to help them get back on track because I just don't think they get it. Well it all. doesn't it doesn't help that they keep recycling writers from show to show to show mm-hmm. because it, right. it definitely doesn't. It definitely doesn't help. It just makes things worse. And what is this I'm hearing that they're trying to talk Megan McTavish back to all my children? What? Mm-hmm. Really? Well, you know, I think as, um, if you destroyed one soap, why do you think they can come to another soap and help it out? Like, I'm sorry. Um, and I think the one person, it was the uh, it was the gentleman who did um, Night Shift 2, the, like the spinoff from General Hospital. He actually yeah. gave a good story because he actually grew up with General Hospital. So he knew, like, the ins, the outs, and he actually told a compelling story. That actually, to me, was better than the soap opera going on at that time, you know. Right. But you know, like I said, I don't. I just really don't understand why it's so hard to compute what the fans want. Every fan just wants some balance, and they don't want regurgitated stories. Yes, you know, just like movies, just like everything else, things are gonna, you know, keep popping up. Keep common things will always pop up. But do you have to recycle the same thing in the same plot? You know, Mm. like I said, there just needs to be, like, some kind of, you know, like, the feedback is for a reason. We're saying this for a reason. I don't want it dead. I don't want so dead. Well, here's the thing. It's like they need some fresh ideas because how many times have people bought babies off the black market now? Like, okay, it's 2011. Who still buys a baby off the black market? Like, all these celebrities are getting these kids from overseas in Africa know, and all these other Africa countries. Or get a like, job. why didn't they have Billy, like, go overseas and get a baby? Like, right. I think that would have been more realistic and more relevant to the times. Like, okay, 1980, 85, yeah, that was great when people bought black market babies. But 2011? <laughs> how are you going to just show they just up? Go to, and, they do a like, you know, They just go to, you know, yeah, whatever, <laughs> pick up a baby. Yeah, you know, I'm like, let's update the plot point. Like, let's let's not. Especially, how did Billy come up with like two million dollars? Was it two million dollars? I think. Yeah, two million. But isn't he in hot? He's in hot to Ashley for restless style money. How did he come up with money? Exactly. They forget a little. Apparently. (sighs) But here's the thing, too. It's like, wouldn't people get suspicious once the baby comes? Like. Oh, yeah, we got this baby just a couple of days ago. You know, I mean, what? Are you going to say you were, you know, you didn't even know Ash. I mean, you weren't even involved with Victoria, what, uh, not too early last year or whatever. So you can't just say, oh, we've been working for a while for this baby. 
especially a baby in the United States. Come on now. Right. Well, I mean, the, the, I mean, you have to jump your hoops to get a baby in the United States. Well, here's the key thing. Like, Victoria told, I mean, on today's episode, Victoria told Nick that, you know, her and Billy hadn't discussed adoption. So I'm kind of curious on how she's going to explain getting this baby to him. Like, when mm. you just told them if y'all hadn't discussed this, and, like, poof, pal, you have a baby. Because Billy couldn't have done all this behind your back. You know, like, you know. Like you would have, you would have had to have known, you know. Like I'm interested to see how they're going to have their families reacting, and like if anyone's going to like really press the issue, or if everyone's just going to be like, "Oh, congrats on the baby," you know. Like that'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a spoomer, or I don't know if it's a spoiler, but Daniel will, will realize that the baby is his or something. I don't oh know. God! Ugh. I'm just like, wow, that's quick. I don't know yeah, how that's right? going to react. Uh, it took oh. it took it took Lauren for her to realize it about her baby, but <laughs> at well, least back, Daniel, you know, he, back he, then he, that book was interesting. Oh gosh, it was so good. I mean, it did go on for over a year, but it was like the it was one of the best stories YNR ever had. That was really the first YNR story that I watched that got me hooked. And even when I watched, I knew all about Victor and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Even though Nikki was with Jack at the time, I still knew about the goodness that was Nikki and Victor back in the day. Don't ask me how, but I did. And, <laughs> and oh Lauren, yeah. And Lauren and oh, I used to read like I read like soap magazines. That's how I keep. Like, I used to not watch certain soaps and stuff, but I would always read just to see what was going on, kind of thing. And then I get caught up in another soap, kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, if they don't want soaps to die. Then there's some maybe just start doing some uh, fixing. And I, you know, I know Blinder got a three, a three years and such. But. Like, like, like Beth just said in the room, like, how can Daniel recognize the baby if he can't remember that the baby was born? I'm like, yeah. Apparently, he won't remember something, but he'll know that the baby is his. So, I don't know. I think it was on daytime rules here. I forget where I was when I saw he'll it. He'll know that the baby is his, but he can't remember that Daisy gave right. birth to the baby. What? What? <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, don't try to make sense out of it. I can't make sense out of this. I, there's no but the way. thing is, it's probably he won't, you know, because since he didn't want to be a father to begin with, you know, so he might not say anything. So I, mean, I don't even know, understand. I, I can't say, I don't even give a kid about that storyline to begin with. <laughs> so I just like, whatever. I don't even know. Uh, I really don't. I, I just think I there's just so there's so many other ways they could have went about Billy and Victoria adopting a kid or getting a kid. I just think, considering all that has happened with you know with their families and like babies being stolen and stuff, like I think it's kind of odd to have Billy like buying a baby, considering his sister last year had her baby ripped apart, ripped from her because it was stolen. Well, it was right. switched at birth or whatever. Right. Like. It's like, did anyone think about this when, you know, like their fam- both of their families just went through, like, you know, there was a baby switch that affected mm-hmm. both of their families. So why would Billy be cool with just, like, illegally adopting a baby? Like, hello. I because just, he wants to make Victoria happy. Yeah. I'm pretty much I, right. so the, I, I mean, I used to like Billy in the beginning. 
but they just I did too. I did too. I like because they're funny. It was that whole you know hate love thing. So I you know I feel that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But you're on too much now. You just and it's lovey dovey. Uh, it's just too much for me. Too much for me. And then what is it? And then I don't understand is I think Ronan. I know people don't want to hear this, but I think Ronan and Chloe have great chemistry. And for them to put Chloe with Kevin, I just don't understand. Like, oh, I agree with Ronan that. Ronan and I Chloe, Chloe were just, Ronan. I mean, they yeah. just popped by themselves. They, you know, you don't need, you didn't need to really do anything with them kind of thing. They are, they just, you know, they had their own chemistry. And I think when I look at Kevin and Chloe, I just get a total friend vibe to it. Oh, yeah. You know, I loved I, I loved Chloe and Ronan a lot more. I was like Jonathan and Maggie. Who? It's Chloe and Ronan. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I mean it's hot. It is hot. And I'm just like, and they're kind of because they they did sleep together, right? One they did sleep together. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. But but then I mean like, and then I'm like, and Heva Heva needs to go. She needs to go. She you don't like even came I back. Don't, why don't people like Heather? I don't. I like her. Heather needed to sit down. She needed to. She She doesn't contribute anything to the show. She needed to sit down. I think it's today. She really did. They just write her bad. I just think they write the character very bad. It's just maybe that I. I love Eden Regal, but I'm sorry, she's not in that part. Got to be yeah. (laughs) Bianca is the only way to go. She needs to go back. Montgomery, like she has got to go. Got to go to all my children like yesterday. I mean, seriously, I want her back as Bianca. There's no use for her on YNR right now. Go back to playing Binks at least. There's no point. And dear God, I mean, she's about to pop somebody out with her chest. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> seriously? No, 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 more I, than, I just, uh, no more than Phyllis when Michelle sat her bonkers okay. out last week. She, she pretty much, it was on every day. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, she is pregnant, but still. I don't care if she's pregnant. She needs to go. She got to go. Oh. I, Heather should never even recast. Heather should have just left town. Bada boom, bada bing. Because uh, what's name was no good yet as, as Heather either, so I don't, you know I just don't know where to go with that one. She there's this uh, oversaturation of characters and and you know they, they need to clean some people out. Oh yes, <laughs> they can, Malcolm they can, can go. Easily, I don't care. They can I mean I understand he's a winter, but I'm not. I'm not a big Darius fan. They can if you can recast a, a better Malcolm, then I can be all for it. <laughs> No, let's just how about Malcolm Lee's period. We don't I just uh, okay. I you know I cannot stand this, this rendition of Malcolm whatsoever. And, but you, you know, uh, really, we even we haven't even been given a chance to like him because he doesn't he's never shown, never ever I, ever like he hasn't had a storyline. He doesn't here. rub well with me. I don't know something about him. Just I don't care about. Yeah, I, I mean, he, I'm just he like, was miscast. Mm. That role. He really was. He was. But something, but but I love how they always give the the um. Well, in the screen test, they were just electric or what? What the hell? Can I see the screen test, please? <laughs> I would like to see the screen test. I I, I have to agree. I mean, when they said that there was something that popped about Yvonne, you know, I was like, what popped her really? breast? I'm like, what popped her breast out of her shirt? I mean, there's nothing popping about her in this screen because she's no. awful. She is downright horrendous. 
I honestly don't understand why they even brought her back. As Jason said earlier, I'd rather prefer Wilson Bethel back. He was the better of the two. I liked, <laughs> Thank I, you. He wasn't as annoying. No. <laughs> That's for sure. I don't you know, get it. Um, like I said, yeah, I don't like know. I, said, I don't I, know. I, 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 I just don't know what, what they see. And, you know, and then they were like, I remember when they were, you know, there was word that Malcolm was coming back and they showed, like, people who were testing for it. I saw some people who could have been, like, Malcolm-esque. <laughs> mm. Like, really? Is this who you live with? <laughs> and I tried to give him a, you know, I tried to give him a shot. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to focus on this. I just can't get behind it at all. I'm telling you, Amber is about to have herself a black baby daddy. I, I, I might just die. <laughs> <laughs> I might just die. Mm-hmm. That would be, like, the best thing. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, but you know, that ain't going to happen in <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the most bizarre thing today? I like when that that. I, was like, I was like, Marcus and Amber had sex. What did I just miss here? <laughs> right. It was. I. You know. I kept racking my brain. I was like, Well, did I miss any episodes? Like, because did I not see this in, in the yeah. past? Like, because yeah. Amber slept with the Usher character, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she did. You know, Amber likes dark meat. So. Yeah, she like going to the, the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's a great, even though I'm not a fan of that Marcus hot mess, no. But, I mean, I think it's a great twist because I could, you know, it. yeah. I mean, I would have preferred Justin. Maybe her, like, sleeping with Justin instead. But, you know, I'll take I'll take it with Marcus. Ugh. Yeah. Um, you know, at least one thing is uh, um, the. Um, I like my Tawny. Amber getting a story on Bull and the Beautiful and, and such. I like my Tawny though. I'm glad Tawny's in there for this mess. I like her, so mm-hmm. I definitely like Tawny. Someone said to me today that they 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 want to see Tawny and Thorn like get married somehow. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. oh, that'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I think Tawny should get dollar bill. That's who I wanted to get. She needs to get her dollar bill. Could you her in a triangle with Katie, Bill, and, and her? I think that'd be a good, an interesting triangle. I could see that. That would be hilarious too. <laughs> I could just imagine Katie going after her like that. That would be, that'd be interesting. But when if Windsor had a story, I, I mean, I'd be all for it. But I could definitely see her with Bill. That would be that would be hysterical. Because yeah, like you said, she wants money. That's what she wants. That's all she's here for. She wants some money. What better right. way than to go after Bill? She can't go after Eric because Eric already knows what she's about. So <laughs> yes. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Let's see, but we're wrapping up here in a couple of minutes. This was a uh, huh. We had about 41, 40 users in the room tonight. I think it was a successful first one. Could be definitely done again, I think. Oh, yeah. Very, very, it yeah. Fun. I enjoyed it. I think, we, yeah. I think we're definitely going to be doing this again very soon. Uh, we are back on the air Tuesday uh, with our regular show with uh, Rebecca Mater and then on Wednesday with Jennifer Finnegan. Since we're on the B&B train, Jennifer Finnegan's going to be on the show on Tuesday. Uh, on Wednesday, excuse me, on Wednesday. As well as Sherea Dashlu. And then uh, the week after that, uh, Tiffany will be on the show. So it's going to be fun. Looking forward to the next few weeks. But thank you, guys. It's been real. It's been interesting. 
<laughs> it For has. Sure. It's I'm been, sure it has, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be doing this again. I'll definitely put the word out the next time we'll have a show like this. So be on be on the watch. All right. All right. All right. Take care. All right. All right, guys. That's 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 our show for tonight. We are wrapping up here. Uh, like I said, we're going to be back on Tuesday morning with Rebecca Mayer. She's going to be talking about her guest appearance on on No Ordinary Family. So make sure you guys tune in for that as well. And then on Wednesday, you have Jennifer Finnegan and Sheree Adashel on the show. So make sure you guys come back next week for more shows here on Buzzworthy Radio. And we'll keep you posted on another segment of Buzzworthy Radio After Dark. Another bad segment. Check it out. I'm the Belgian Lee, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. We'll see you guys next week. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.